Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. This is Dr. Selena. It's really nice to know you're there. Today, I'm thinking about growth, growing your team, growing your business, taking those next steps to whatever goal you've set. I am so excited for a number of companies I work with that seek growth. They're finding it. And I know that's challenging when it comes to resources, including people, physical and fiscal. And while those visions are there and the business momentum is there, I also see people who are feeling overwhelmed, stretched, and working beyond current capacity. I talk often with people who describe that all they, they may believe in that purpose, expansion, additional service. It's really hard to get excited about it when the expectations don't seem realistic to their workload, resources, or capacity. This is a pattern I've often seen in my daily work. The organization's desire for growth often exceeds or precedes the infrastructure built to support it. The question then becomes, which comes first, the growth or the resources? Kind of like the chicken-egg debate. I remember early on from in my own career, in a first pre-post-college job, where we had a visionary entrepreneur who could clearly see it, and the rest of us were never quite as passionate, of course, as he was. And as he bellowed, in my house, even the comp- even though the company had a thousand plus employees, it was still his. And it was in that environment, I also learned that when requesting new staff for my team, we had to have enough workload to justify hiring, and yet we can't manage the workload or build it up if we didn't have enough help to start with. Again, chicken versus egg. I find it so interesting that 30 years later, it still seems very true in my day-to-day conversations. Throughout all of those examples, and those you have likely thought of, comes back to an idea around expectations, how we set, manage, and talk about expectations. People have very different perspectives, right? Based on their background, experience, position, timing, all of these filters we transmit and receive information through. Each of those can influence how we talk about what to anticipate or hold people to or assume what they will take care of. And you might have heard me say it before. It's a mantra I often say and believe wholeheartedly. In the absence of information, people make it up. When they don't know, they decide what they want to know. I just got off a call with a CEO. This company has doubled in size in the last 24 months. And his frustrations said to me during this call were all about what he is expecting and yet figuring out how to make sure it's communicated. He talks about transmitting culture. He knew that moving from 100 employees to 250-ish employees, the stories change, the feel is different, and they had to redesign what does this culture look like with twice the size? Because 
most of his employees didn't know what they didn't know. They didn't know how to act or represent or do business on behalf of this organization previously. So what is it going to take now to get those expectations communicated? Well, for me in that conversation, it's lining up some training. What about for us as part of this this commitment of podcast time? For example, I'd love to point out to you that if you don't manage expectations in a meeting, when everyone leaves the meeting, if there were eight people in there, there are eight versions of the meeting walking out the door. And I say with a sense of humor, sometimes there's nine versions when there's eight people in there. It's just always some extra story that starts. That is why I will always advise that at the end of the meeting, you must be clear. Three things. What did we agree to here? Who is doing what? And what are we telling everyone else? This is setting the expectation, but then also managing it by noting what we are ready to communicate to everyone else. Expectations can set everyone up for disappointment unless we get them aligned. In my work now, it leads me to conversations around expectations. When are expectations realistic? When are they not? When they are they intentionally communicated? And when are they assumed? Expectations. We've known this in negotiation and project management and performance management for a long time. Be clear on expectations. Manage expectations. All right. I've used the word way too much. I got to go back to a definition. A strong belief that something will happen or be the case will be real in the future. Quote, reality had not lived up to expectations. I thought it would, it would, I believed it would, but it didn't happen. Sometimes it's referred to outcomes that an individual can imagine or assume or predict. Often a set of statements that reflects what is expected or anticipated Noted, though, it's not what exists today. I think about how is the expectation formed? I always like to take a step back because we can talk about managing expectations. What I want to think about is what's even up with that expectation anyways? How did it get there? Was it stated or unstated? Did we just fill in the blanks or did we make assumptions and it became unstated? as compared to clearly delineated. Sometimes we refer to low expectations versus high expectations. So low expectations, I don't expect much. Therefore, maybe I'm not as disappointed. Whereas high expectations, going back to that reality did not live up to those expectations, I may be disappointed. No expectations. Are there moments where you can actually show up in a situation and have no expectations from it? Probably. Or even desired expectations versus meets expectations. Otherwise, we can break it down because I've used the phrase anticipation or responsibilities. There's even some who refer to it as entitlements. Anticipations are what you think will happen and therefore expect. My expectation then is really part of my anticipation around a situation. Entitlement is an interesting word, and I find in the workplace it shows up in intriguing ways. 
But if you go back to what entitlements are, they typically are described as something you think should happen and therefore have. In anticipation, I predict this, so I expect it. But entitlements, I deserve this. Therefore, I expect it. The third category, anticipations, entitlements, and responsibilities. What you can ask of someone. I heard you say, or you've committed to this. They signed up. Their name was on it. They said yes. Different types of expectations. And I found myself reframing a little bit. Am I anticipating? Is it something that I deserved or they deserved and therefore it should just happen? Or is it something I committed to? Why does that customer expect this? Because I committed to it. Well, why did I commit to it? Because I was trying to please the customer. It's my responsibility. What holds you back? Where does your brain go awry on this? I thought I said, read my mind. Why shouldn't people just jump in and help? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wave at me for just a minute if that one's ever come up. Why didn't they? Think about handoffs and transitions or your unstated expectations of other departments. One of my favorite things about working cross organizationally across these silos, which we've dealt with in previous podcasts, and collaborating more laterally is when I hear someone say, "Didn't why didn't they do this? I expected this from another department or another shift. And I say, who told them? Did they know? Oh, what can you do? What is something we can take away from maybe this short period of time to really challenge how we view expectations? If you are viewing them in somebody else, is it stated or unstated? Do they know? Be clear about what you want to offer and what you need to ask in each conversation. Even if two of us run into each other in the hallway, it's an impromptu meeting. You ask me about where we are on this project, I answer you, and I can be crystal clear to say at the end of this discussion, what's your next step, what's mine, and what's our follow-up? It helps me manage expectations, meaning did we communicate clear enough to understand what we both need from this? Clear agenda, clear takeaways. Managing expectations, though, should also give us feedback that something isn't aligning. Is the expectation realistic and achievable? And if one person thinks it is and another person doesn't think it is, we are misaligned, somebody's going to be disappointed or upset. Because then I think about how critical Clear communication is to setting and managing expectations. The key here also, though, is somebody's got to speak up. If we're not aligned on expectations, we have to check for that clarification. And if we don't get it, or somebody has misunderstood or 
added assumptions or layered on unrealistic outcomes that what can be achieved, I have to be brave enough to go, I have something I want to clarify. What's our next step on this? Or is this how we defined it? Or do we have enough resources to make that happen? Pushback in a way is really designed to balance what's possible here. Really being candid and open about what can we actually deliver and how do we make this happen? I think pushback is a really important part. We've got to be able to give feedback to the situation, the people involved, and understand, can we do this? Who's doing what? What's our follow-up? And how can we help each other make sure this is successful? We know that managing expectations happens best when we set them better to start with. What do you need from this? What do I need from this? What is our pattern going to be? When will we check in? How will we know we're off track? Right? What does that look like? When we do that better in the beginning, chances are we're going to manage it more successfully on the other side. Maybe today, it's just setting back a few moments and really thinking about what you're expecting of somebody else or what they're expecting of you. What steps might you need to do to clarify what's realistic, what's being assumed, what is unstated, and bring that to light? I do believe we have opportunity in our organizations and our teams to get more aligned, clearer in our communication, and more supportive in helping everybody succeed. A few thoughts for today. Thank you for taking the time to check in with me. And okay, people, let's do this better. Take care and be well.